have our speakers share. Today's date is Sunday, March 14th, 2021. We are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, page 84, the paragraph, this thought brings us to step 10, and we'll be reading that uh, entire paragraph. Barbara A will be, or I'm sorry, Steve S will be our reader, followed by a 20 minute share by Barbara A. Steve, the floor is yours. Thank you, Monica. See if what's the overrated? This thought brings us to step 10, which suggests we continue to take personal inventory and continue to set right any new mistakes as we go along. We vigorously commence this way of living as we cling up the past. We have entered the world of the spirit. Our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness. This is not an overnight matter. It should continue for our lifetime. Continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. When these crop up, we ask God at once to remove them. We discuss them with someone immediately and make amends quickly if we have harmed anyone. Then we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help. Love and tolerance of others is our code. Thank you. Okay, so hi everyone. Um, Barbara A, originally from Parsippany, New Jersey, now from Newport, Ritchie, Florida. Um, and I was really delighted when Kim asked me to speak. Um, I get asked to talk about step 10 a lot because step 10 I, is probably my favorite step. Um, I will talk about different things about this one paragraph. Uh, you can or cannot agree with me. A lot of the stuff is based on my own experience. I sponsored over 800 people because when someone gets to step 10, I send them off to find their higher power. They Once they connect to their higher power, we move on to 11, 12, the principles and the traditions, and then they move on to sponsor other people. And that gives me a chance to take on new people rather than sponsoring the same three people for the past 21 years. Not a criticism, it's just how I work the steps. And for me, that seems to work the best because I love teaching the steps. Okay, so um, step 10, continue to take personal inventory when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. So the instructions for step 10, which were just read by Steve, they're very specific instructions. It's one paragraph that gives you the key to changing your whole life, your whole world, becoming happy, not being angry, fearful, or harmful anymore. What really starts happening in step 10, and I'll explain a little bit more about that later, is I have normal reactions when my ego gets hit that cause me to either use a character defect or to run to a substance for comfort. By doing step 10 at the exact moment that my peace of mind gets disturbed, what happens then is I short circuit that automatic reaction that I've had for decades and replace it with running to my higher power. I've been living this way for 21 years and my life just seems to keep getting better and better. You know, there are times throughout these 21 years that I thought, oh my God, it can't get better. And it just continues. God keeps unfolding things for me. And as long as I'm an open vessel to get these messages, and that's what step 10 does. One through nine gets rid of all the stuff from my past. And step 10 keeps me completely open. So I don't have to do another 45 page inventory of all the things that are disturbing me. Okay, so um, 
So, you know, he just read that, but I want to point out two things that I think are very important in these instructions. The first one is it says, notice, um, notice that it says, we ask God at once to remove these. So to me, we go to God at once, which for me, at once means immediately, at this exact moment, instantly, straight away, presently, directly, quickly, promptly, speedily, and right now. One of the things that I have done, because I've spoken on a vision for you a number of times, and I'll get a lot of calls from people saying, can I give you my step 10? And we start talking about how to do a step 10 properly. And one of the misconceptions a lot of people have is that you do step 10 at night. That's part of step 11, when you're trying to find out any step 10 that you missed at that exact moment. You need to connect to God the second that your peace of mind gets disturbed because God can only be found right here, right now. So if you wait till 11 o'clock at night to do your step 10, you've missed connecting to your higher power. You're annoyed all day long over because it just keeps playing over in your head and you haven't had a chance to practice being the opposite. So that's the first thing that I really want to point out. Step 10 needs to be done at the exact moment. You are angry, fearful, about to harm somebody, have harmed somebody. Anything big or small that disturbs your peace of mind needs a a step 10. And it doesn't matter if you smile at someone, they don't smile back and you have the automatic reaction, oh, that jerk, or your husband calls you and tells you he's leaving you for another woman or anything in between. Anything that disturbs your peace of mind disconnects you from your higher power. And step 10 immediately reconnects you back to your higher power. So then you can stay in step 11 and be guided. The second thing I want to point out is that the instructions say, continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. When these crop up, we ask God at once to remove them. We discuss them with someone immediately and make amends quickly if we have harmed anyone. And I want to point out, it says, when these crop up. And the question becomes, when what crops up? And so they're talking about selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. Those are character defects. So when these crop up, that's your signal that you need to ask God at once to remove them, okay? And then when they're talking about, you know, remove them, we discuss them. Again, the question is, what is them? And them is the character defects. Because for me, and what I teach my sponsees is that part about we discuss them with someone immediately is not calling up someone and telling them the whole story of why you're angry and how the other people were upset. It's discussing the character defects that put you in a position to disconnect from God. Okay. Um, The whole thing is not to rehash. One of the things also that goes against what most people believe is like, um, I do not have a step 10 body. I do not have a step 10 train. My go-to after living this way for so long immediately is my higher power. Am I discussing these things with other people is because I do a step 10 immediately and within five seconds of being upset, or fearful, or about to harm, when I do talk to somebody, I talk about what I actually did with my higher powers help, and what the great result was, and I think probably when I'm done talking about these instructions, I'll give you examples of this, you know, again, I just want to mention that step done gets done immediately, 
the minute that you know something's not right. And for me, it's like right above my belly button. I get this little twinge or this little knot in my stomach. The minute that happens, I know that something is going on in my head that will either make me use a character defect or run to the substance. And I need to short circuit that by running to God. Okay. One of the other things I want to mention when people get to step 10, like when I first got to step 10, I had to do it 10 or 20 or 30 or 40 times a day. And I'm at the point now that every time I have to do a step 10, it's not as often as when I first started, because I've, as I said, I've been living this way for 20, almost 21 years, um, but I still have to do step 10s. And every time I have to do one, my first thought is thank you, God, for giving me the opportunity to learn to be different. Because I learned that every time I have to do a step 10, it's just God putting me in a position to learn something that he thinks I need to learn or to protect me from something later on in the future. And at the end, I'll, I just thought of something that I will talk about that shows that. Okay. Um, by doing so many step 10s, I learned a lot, a lot of lessons. And the main one is that God is the one who will remove my character defects. If I could have fixed myself the first 45 years of my life, I would have. I wanted to fit in, I wanted to have enough money, I wanted to be invited places, I wanted my daughter to love me, I wanted to be happy, and I couldn't make myself do any of that stuff. And the minute I did the steps as outlined in the big book, and then live in 10, 11, 12, AJ, I can't tell you the joy that I have in my life, it's just absolutely amazing. Nothing really bothers me anymore because what I learned is from doing the steps is everybody has character defects that are protecting their own ego. And anytime anybody does something, it really has absolutely nothing to do with me and everything with them protecting their ego. So I do something that I call sit back and watching the show. And it's not being arrogant. It's more being grateful that thank God I don't react like this anymore. And it's almost like a little game. Can I identify their character defects, even though I really don't take other people's inventories? But it's, it's really funny because another lesson I learned is that my process is only for me. I can't change anyone else. That's what the serenity prayer is. I can't change anyone else. I can only change me or my reaction and God teach me that. Um, I also learned how powerful my God is. Time and time and time again, he came in and protected me. Even if in that moment, I didn't think I was being protected, in hindsight, I got to see that I really was. I also learned he has a great sense of humor. Doesn't do anything to punish me, but every time there was something I said, oh, I'm not doing that. I learned I can't draw a line in the sand. The minute I do, God will put me in a situation where I have to do a step 10, where I need to do something that I just said I'm not doing. Another thing I want to mention is that for me, step 10 is my favorite because I think this is the step where most people, or I can only speak for me, where I became recovered, okay? Um, every time something happened, and I'll give you an example. So I get to step 10. One of my main wishes pre-programmed was that I would find a pocketbook with money hanging out of it, no one was around, and I could steal the money. So now I get to step 10, and I get, um, and I walk into the ladies' room at work, and guess what? There's a pocketbook with the wallet hanging out. So I get to choose. Am I going to do my character defect of being dishonest and a thief, or am I going to do step 10 and ask God to help me to be honest? 
I do the step 10, I walk out, I tell the receptionist, there's a pocketbook in there. I don't even touch the wallet under the fake pretense that, oh, I'll see who it is and I'll return it to him. I did not touch something that wasn't mine. The following weekend, I was invited to a party. Okay, so, so here's the thing for me. It's that I never got invited anywhere. I was so mean-spirited. No one wanted to be near me. In school, I sat down at a table in the library and every single person got up and moved to another table except for this one girl. And Leonora came over to her and said, if you don't have to sit with her, if you don't want to, and she got up too. So, so what happened was I get invited to a party. They tell me to put my coat in the bedroom upstairs because I did my steps four months after I joined OI. I joined in June and this was like October. So around November, it's cold. I have the coat on. I go upstairs. There's no one in there. Every person had their pocketbook on the bed. And again, my automatic reaction was, ooh, steal the money. And again, I had a choice. Do I do a step 10? And I can't tell you how many times this happened for every one of my character defects. God just kept putting me in situations time after time after time until my automatic reaction was not to steal, not to take anything, not to lie, not to be lazy, whatever the character defects were. It didn't happen overnight. Step 10 continues forever. And even now, I still have to do step 10s. And each one is another lesson. Um, one of the things I also want to mention about step 10, in step three, you made a decision that you were going to let God be in charge at some point. In step seven, you gave him permission to mold you into who he wants you to be. And in step 10, that's where that transformation starts taking place. And he will do whatever he needs to do to get your attention. Um, I know a lot of people who think step 10 are terrible, but when I talk to them about it, it's that they're not practicing the opposite to the best of their ability. They're not learning the lesson. The first lesson is very gentle. Every lesson for the same character defect, every time you need to do it, it gets harder and a little bit more bolder. So if you're a people pleaser and you don't learn to say no to the things that you need to say no to, all of a sudden, people, your family, coworkers, people are going to start asking you to do stuff that's really inappropriate so you can learn. And if you don't learn the lesson, you'll be walking down the street and homeless people will be coming up to you very aggressively, telling you, not even asking you, telling you to give them money. Like, it's so funny how this works. So my suggestion is learn the lesson very quickly. Um, the other thing is that as I mentioned before, every time I do a step 10, I get to experience God. And in that moment, I get to use his strength because the truth is what I'm really powerless over isn't really the food or alcohol or gambling or sex. What I am really powerless over is that I think I'm everyone else's higher power. Big book has three important words, quit playing God. And I get upset because no one does what I want them to. I get fearful because they're not giving me what I want them to give to me. And I'm harmful because I'm retaliating for them not doing what I think they are. And every time I do a step 10, and then either in that moment in hindsight, I get to see because I followed what he was trying to teach me, everything turned out okay. I get the experience that this higher power really works, has my back, loves me, is there for me. Any of the stuff that I tried to get from people and that did not work, I get from my higher power. And like, and he's never let me down. I may have thought like, you know, one of the stories I'll tell you is about a house I was gonna buy and didn't get and I was disappointed, but I was it really worked out okay. What happens by doing step 10 properly is I get to see that when I let this thing 
this power, be in charge, everything turns out okay. And I get to then have that step three decision to let this thing be in charge really become the way that I think. And then I slide into 11 where I let God be in charge and I don't tell him what to, my older sister just had COVID. She got pneumonia from it and she really was going to die if she had waited one more hour before going to the hospital because her oxygen levels went down to 80 and every minute they were dropping. And, and the whole thing is I never even said to God, please, God, let her be okay. I just asked God for the strength for me to help her in any way that I could kind of thing. Because what I've learned is I don't tell God what to do. My plans and what I want really never work out well. And they're only just based on my ego. And so I really only have two prayers. Thank you. And please tell me what you want me to do and give me the strength to carry that out. Um, the main thing to remember about doing step 10 is that it's done for resentment. Whenever you're angry or feel someone lets you down, whenever you're fearful, worried about something, concerned, and whenever you even have a mean thought or are doing action, because our thoughts are our precursors to what we do. And in that moment, you just turn to God and ask him to do or think the opposite. So how much more time do I have? Four, four and a half minutes. Okay, so I'm very going to quickly, I'll go through as quickly as I can, just giving you examples of stuff that I had to do a step 10 on recently. So I was down in Florida and I saw a house that I fell in love with. And while I was there, the realtor got a call that someone just put a contract on the house. My normal response would be F this and this isn't fair and just be like this pouty little kid. Instead, my step 10 was, okay, God, I know you got my back. There's a reason that I don't have it. What I found out was that there was a sinkhole on the property. So thank goodness I didn't get that house, okay? Another thing that happened was, and I wound up getting the house that I have. Another thing that happened was when I moved down here, I had to become a 1099 person because um, my company wasn't incorporated in Florida. And when the HR guy called me, he said, well, now you're going to have to pay another 7.3% in FICA. You're not going to get paid for vacation or holidays. And it wound up losing like $19,000 a year doing that. So I said to him, I don't think that's going to work for me. And he said to me really arrogantly, well, you know, you're really lucky that we're letting you continue to work. And like normally my thing would have been F you and quit and leave them in a lurch because they got rid of all the paralegals. There were only three secretaries left for, for 200 people. And instead I said, I'll call you back. And I called my boss who then, because I did it calmly, changed my hourly rate to compensate for not getting paid for those things or the extra taxes. And the difference of bring home is 23 cents. You know, the house across the street is up for sale. My mom's planning on buying it. Talked to the people, got it all settled. She's coming down in April for all this stuff. And when I talked to them yesterday, they said, we're going to put it up through a realtor and the house is going to be $30,000 more than we told you. Okay. My normal automatic reaction would be, oh, F you, because that's always been my reaction, F you. And instead, I called my mom and I told her, and she said, she'll still come down and look at the house and see. But, you know, to her, it doesn't matter if she stays in New Jersey or comes down here. And like, so for me, I know God's got my back. If that house is meant for my mom, that will happen. And I won't be upset either way. So this is just one of those things, even if it's something little down here in Florida, you get stopped at a red light. It's four minutes before it turns green again. 
And when it first started, at first it was like, oh my God, I'm going to be late for an appointment. And then I realized, nope, God's got my back. Maybe if I, if the light turned green sooner, there might've been an accident or something going on. People not wearing masks, you know, because I, I, I personally believe that's the way to stop this whole thing. A lot of people in New Jersey were not wearing masks. And it was like, I just had to remember, I'm only responsible for me. And whatever happens to anybody else or what they do is up to them. That's the greatest gift of doing step 10. My normal thinking is now gone and is replaced with these gentle, kind, being guided thoughts that give me a chance to not carry, you know, go to sleep at night with my head chewing at me. How dare they say that to me? Here's what I should have done. Here's what I'm going to do the next time. There's no thoughts like that in my head anymore. And when there's that quick F you thought, it quickly is, please, God, help me to do whatever it is the opposite of what I was about to do or to think differently and then practice that. And that's become my way of life. And I have to tell you, it's really, really a fantastic way to live. So I guess I'm out of time now. So I'll end there. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to be of service. Thank you.